What's up, everybody? So it is ladies' night, Tuesday night, and normally behind the podcast, as we're talking about different things, we talk about sports, or last week we talked about what we had for dinner, and of course I said I had the rice and beans, and imagine that because you're Hispanic, and what do you have? Usually rice and beans, but that night in particular, I happen to have, so we had a little fun with that. And we had spaghetti, I think hot dogs on the menu from last week. So behind the podcast is the audio version of our show that we like to have fun with to make it different from our normal show that are live on Thursday nights at 7.30. So tonight we felt like we needed to do something even more special, not only because it's Women's History Month, but the local ladies that we have in Philly that should be acknowledged, and I even believe personally, should have their own Mount Rushmore, even if it's in Philly. I don't care if it's a billboard. It's up on the Wells Fargo Center, maybe on the link. There should be a Mount Rushmore with these ladies that we'll be talking to you tonight because of what they do to maybe inspire us, to inspire you, to inspire themselves. Everything that they do in their life that we hope that we can share with you tonight as you guys listen in on the audio version of the show. So uh, with that being said, we're honoring for Women's History Month tonight. If I look across Sherman, the sports contributor, we have Kelly Green from the Kelly Green Show. Below Kelly, which you cannot see, so I'll describe the square here. Candice McLean, Candice McLean, who I've known for many, many years. She's on with uh, with a Philly influencer, a Rutgers grad, also a Miami Hurricane uh, fan as well, if I remember correctly. Correct. And right. I unfortunately write for them, and we keep losing, so... No. Not a good time. <laughs> Not a good time. <laughs> it's all right. Then we have to her right, of course, Barbara Burke Sherman, part of the Shermanator crew, which she's looking lovely in her blue hair. She dyed it. Maybe I'm going to say just for the show tonight. So that's what I'm going with. So, Barbara, if anybody asked you anything, it was just for the show tonight. Other it than is. For the it is. Look. <laughs> nah. I, I won't tell anybody what we just saw, but it's okay. Leave me guessing. And of course, to the right of Barbara, we have Brianna from Sports and Stilettos that we have not talked to or spoken to at least in a while. But uh, Bri, I will say you've been killing it. Some of your parlays lately. I know some of them ones you you haven't done so well, but you know what? Not not a bad streak whatsoever. Thank you, thank you. I'm I'm still trying to get this betting thing down, but you know, one day at a time. It's better than me because I I tell you right now if I bet a dollar I lose against myself. Matter of fact, I might end up owing myself money because I'm horrible when it comes to betting. <laughs> so you can forget about that one. Of course, tonight we have also Michael Sherman, a sports contributor. Michael, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Behind the podcast episode three, let's do it. And then we also have back from last week's episode Ryan F, also known as Arnold Schwarzenegger. But Ryan, how are you this evening? I'm fantastic. How's everybody? Good. Very, very good. So I want to paint a picture for everybody. And I wish I had someone told me to sing Ladies Night. And I, I don't want to scare away everyone from the audio version of this podcast. So I'm not going to sing it because Lord knows I would sound horrendous unless I mute it and pretend like I'm singing it. But as I paint the picture here tonight, so we have Candace is wearing her finest Gucci sunglasses that Correct. she's ever worn on the show. And, I was, and they look fantastic. Beyonce goes to me. See that? And then we didn't know that. The Queen Bee gave it to her. So we didn't know about this stuff. So all these fun facts we get to learn tonight. We have Brianna, who's wearing a gown from, uh, was it Versace? I'm not too sure we end up getting a gown from tonight. Yes, yes, Versace. Yes. All right. So looking lovely as always is Brianna. And then we have from the boutique side, 
The boutique is pretty unique because see what I did there? A little bit of rhyming, but the, the boutique looks very, very nice as we've all walked through boutique and seen all the fine collections from Barbara Burke Sherman. And Barbara is sporting her newest hairstyle of just blue, I don't know, waves. I guess you want to call there some curls on there, but I give it the blue waves. Her uh, very sharp, astute glasses are looking very nice on her. And Sherman, of course, is smiling ear to ear because his, his, you know, his wife's looking amazing. And to kind of finish up as we walked through boutique, we walked on the Kelly Green carpet, just walking it down and looking very nice on the carpet. So, and at the end of the carpet, there was Kelly Green herself. So Kelly has on the most amazing gear that you've ever seen. I, I can't, it's so good that you can't even describe it to the folks out there on Radio Land. So if, if you guys can just imagine, if you can put a combination of a gown, and your best athletic wear together, that's exactly what we found with it's Kelly Green. That's all I wear. Yeah. That's all I wear. So that's it. That's the great <laughs> thing about just, you know, painting pictures. So now you guys know exactly what's going on. The music is playing in the background, uh, even though you barely can hear for copyright reasons. Uh, we all have our wine glasses or beverage of choice this evening. And for the most part, we can't forget as well, before I do forget, of course, we have our sponsor, Fans of Philly, the official sponsor of Broad Street South. If you guys want to travel like a champ, by all means, reach out to Fans of Philly at 610-517-7171. Speak to Joe or email Joe at, least at uh, joe at fansoffilly.com. Give him an email, shoot him out, and let him know that you want a travel package put together and maybe one for the upcoming game in Vegas, which I think some of us are going to try and get together, get out there to Vegas. So we'll see. We're still waiting for the official days of when the plan or when the Eagles schedule will end up coming out. But that should be fun. They figure if between myself and Kelly and – Mike and everyone else who wants to come out, we can make it out there with the fans of Philly. That would be a fantastic podcast that day. So stay tuned, everybody. We'll we'll let you know the dates and all the good fun stuff. Maybe even Joe, you know, we end up hooking us up. So we'll see. But thank you to fans of Philly, of course, the primary sponsor of Broad Street South. We do appreciate it, um, ladies. This night, of course, is for you. And again, we do appreciate everything you do. And it is Women's History Month, and we want to acknowledge you, ladies, because we see the hard work and the dedication you have as a mom, as a wife, as someone who had us intrigued and everything around Philly, which is Candace, where I, that's the one thing, Candace, I will say that I do miss. And, and Candace and I go back a bunch of years. And yeah. when I'm doing Uber and Lyft back home, I would pretty much direct message Candace, hey, let me know what's going on around town. Because even though she would post it up there, I knew where the hotspots were where I can drive around and pick up people. So yeah. I, I do miss that. That and plus everything that you need to know about, about Philly. Candace was on point, so I I just sent me five dollars, man. You're doing Uber off my off of my pings. <laughs> so I, just, I, I sent it. It was a virtual check. You didn't get it. And then you have, of course, Kelly from the Eagles Bra, and and Kelly herself just getting started in the podcast business, and she's doing very well. And Kelly, you were just on not too long ago with Jeff Mosher, correct? Uh yes, that podcast actually drops uh, tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning. Um, or Wednesday morning. I can't even keep track of my days. But uh, yeah, it was really good to have his uh, perspective on the team. And I always enjoy talking to whoever my guest is for, for the week. And Jeff Mosher is the, the most recent uh, guest on my show. No, we do appreciate it. And, and do you have one also coming up with Giovanni? Uh, Giovanni actually does his own podcast on Eagles. Oh, Brawl. Well. Okay. So um, I'm not doing one with him 
as of right now, but I have a couple of other people planned. I have uh, Chris McPherson from the Eagles. I'm going to talk to him about things going into the draft, which will be fun, and a couple of other special guests that I'm going to keep secret for now. Okay. And, of course, the other two ladies as well to have their own podcast. Candice, who do you have up and coming? Oh, I'm – I have nobody up and coming. We're just doing we're just doing a bunch of draft breakdowns right now as far as um, what's going on, and then like stuff going on in the city a lot, a lot of like the vaccine openings, things like that. Makes snow. It's a lot. It's more like a culture. What's going on in Philadelphia and mixed with sports, but really about events, break news in the city, things around town. So for the sports way, side, we're doing- way more important than guests. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's just good. Um, and so yeah, uh, we're we're checking a little bit, but. Um, not gotten to that part of that phase of like a guest yet. We've had somebody come on and talk about the draft, but mostly just what's going on in Philly from the sports and culture side of things. So, well, and that's uh, the fly zone. That, that's right. I forgot to actually mention the name. And then, of course, from Sports and Stilettos, Brianna. Now, we know that you drop podcasts every once in a while when, when you're not just, you know, obviously being a mom is, <laughs> is a big thing. I'm pretty sure with, you know, with the baby being home, it's kind of tough because there's a lot of homeschooling if she's in homeschooling at this point. So, and we know that you're busy, but what do you have of anything up and coming in? Do you have any picks for us that we can put maybe $2 down and win five bucks back? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, as far as the podcast is concerned, um, I am taking a little bit of a break um, in the final term of school. So, I'll be finished up with that next month. Um, So I'm kind of, I I may do something for the draft. I'm not sure yet. It really just depends on timing and and things like that. But um, we'll see. Um, As far as as picks, um, you're lucky because I actually wrote some down. Um, But some, some of the picks that I like that I've actually put my own money on because, I mean, I don't like losing money, but... It's the only way that I can learn. So um, uh, I do like the Sixers minus three uh, tonight. Um, Let's see. I like the Suns minus two and Blazers money line. Okay. So any of those, feel free. We're good. Right. Work for, at least it'll work for me. Again, I know myself, and I'll put, like I said, I, I might max out at a buck because I don't like to freaking lose. And I get paid dollar store money, so it's not like I make tons of money. So hopefully I, I can win maybe dollar express money after I bet dollar store money. So we'll see. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I think big. Yeah, I think big. Five <laughs> below, at least. At least five below. That, that's Thank true. You. Yeah, I, that's true. <laughs> I need something at least. But And, of course, we have Barbara Berg Sherman. So – Barbara, we know that you are a boutique owner, also the wife of the Sherman and himself, the Juru, the professor. We got so many names for Mike. It's just, you know, just go on. Yeah, we can go on forever. And by the way, if, uh, again, everyone who's uh, listening in, this is like right tonight. It is exactly almost the Brady Bunch squares. We're only missing two more squares to make it the exact Brady Bunch. So uh, hopefully everyone can get uh, the vision of, of that in their head. So, Barbara, I want to ask you, I'm going to start with you with the first question here on the Philly edition of the Women's History uh, Month. And again, thank you, ladies, for coming on. Do you believe you were raised, the way you were raised, put it that way, made you better, stronger, and more of an enticing person? Meaning the way you were raised, I guess, growing up, 
versus if you were being raised in today's modern society? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> um, I was born Ooh. in the 60s. Um, so I was raised really like in the seventies and eighties, um, you know, a time when, when play was good, get out, get out, get outside and go play. And you came in when it was dark and we, you know, drank water from a hose and we sk skated up and down the street. That was our fun. And uh, don't get me wrong. I have my iPhone in my hand at all times because this is business for me too, right. as well as, um, you know, cause I go live on Facebook mostly. Um, but uh, it can't compare to all the kids who are just like this constantly staring at a screen. I, I just play has just gotten lost. There's no more. I don't think kids are kids today. Like, like what happened to Barbies, you know, I, an imagination and, and building things out of Legos. Yeah. I mean, I, I have two brothers, so I was always into the superheroes. Like I wanted to play with them. They were like my best friends when growing up, especially my one brother, Brian. And he, we always just, you know, and he should be on here because he knows sports. I don't know anything about sports, just letting you guys know, except for if my Phillies. I love my Phillies. You know, I, I, I'll, you know, I, I proudly support and Michael, if I got the year wrong, you let me know. My 2004 Ryan Howard home run yellow jersey, it took me forever to find. Um, I am a huge Ryan Howard supporter. Um, he was my favorite. I got two shirts of his in my closet. And I got a, many of Victorino because I've met him. My boss is best, best friends with him. I rode in his plane. Um, everything was crazy. And he was also best friends with Doug Peterson, who lives across the street from him. That's so, really, Wow, yeah. that's pretty good. So I listen, I I have no claim to fame when it comes to that, but that's a, that's pretty good. But I, I wanna before I ask the next question, I want to get back to it. So and and because all the ladies are here, so I'm gonna ask this to you and then get all the ladies' opinion as well. You just talked about as far as like cartoons not that long ago. It you know, I've grown up now I'm a Sunday child, so it's the same way too. Saturday morning cartoons were the things that you know it did you were dying to see. Yes. They just recently had an issue which Again, I can't believe that even where the world is today with Pepe Le Pew, it seems ridiculous, ridiculous. ridiculous that they would have a problem with Pepe Le Pew. Like they were saying, oh, he was like misogynist and he liked to do this with women. And I'm sorry, when I was five years old, six years old, whenever it was, and, and I'm looking at the TV, I never looked at Pepe Le Pew that way. So I, I want to go around the room here and I'll start with you, Barbara. What is your feelings when it comes to as far as like Pepe Le Pew? I have no problem with Pepe Le Pew. I mean, to me, he was a romancer. I mean, this is how I remember him as a child. I remember his girlfriend. I just, I, I, you know, I don't remember anything bad about him or Bugs Bunny or, and and let me just tell you, I and I know people have problems. Oh, Elmer Fugg carried a gun and shot at Bugs. And I'm like, but I didn't see it as, oh, let me go buy a gun. I'm also a stupid kid. I knew it was a cartoon when Wally right. Coyote fell off the cliff. I'm not going to go jump off a cliff. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just my opinion. I love the old cartoons, especially Bugs. I'm a huge Bugs Bunny fan. There's going to be coins for you. I don't know if anybody remembers Bugs Bunny. <laughs> I, love, I love Bugs. Bugs was great. Um, but um, Pepe the Pew, no problem with Pepe. Bria, uh, same question. You have a problem with uh, Pepe the Pew there? No, absolutely not. I, I, feel, like, I feel like people nowadays are so sensitive because everything is so accessible now. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like Barbara said, like when we were kids, like we didn't have phones. I didn't have my first phone until I was like 12. 
And it was a Nokia that weighed a hundred pounds. And all you could do was play snake on it and snake. accept a call. That was it. And if it wasn't before nine o'clock or if it wasn't after nine o'clock, you weren't answering the phone. Mm -hmm. So it's like, everybody is so sensitive because you know kids can access technology a lot faster than adults can nowadays. And you know, they're pulling up all of this stuff on YouTube. They're pulling up, you know, articles on the internet and they, they just have way too much access. And instead of parenting your specific child, you're trying to parent other people's other people's children in taking away, you know, your own childhood in the same breath where it's like, oh, Pepe Le Pew was, you know, is the epitome of what they call rape culture. And it's like, no, yeah. it was a skunk <clears throat> who was in love with another skunk <laughs> right. and he did everything he could to show her that he was in love with her. And that's how I saw it. You know, like Barbara said, you know, Elmer Fudd carried a gun and, and he was a hunter to me. This is what hunters do. They go in the woods and they shoot animals. It's that simple. It didn't mean I was gonna be like, okay, at 18, I'm gonna go buy a gun. Right. Like that, no, not even at 31, I don't have a gun, you know? So it's like, there's, there's different ways that you could go about parenting your children and making them aware of what's going on in society rather than taking away childhood and shedding light on something that was innocent. Mm -hmm. well, it's true. Listen, at the age of 21 that I am right now, if you want to believe that one or not, but I got a story to tell. <laughs> but, but the, you know, I, listen, I, I was in the military. So former military members, a lot of us really don't carry weapons post once you serve. And, and to this day, I still don't own one. There's for me, there's no need for it. If I can't talk myself out of a situation, which I don't get myself into situations, but if I can't talk myself out of it, what's the point of it? Because it's easier to get into a road rage situation and have a gun accessible and someone pulls up next to you and you shoot them and then what? Everyone's life changes. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm good. I don't need a gun. So Candace, same thing. Any issues with the old Pepe Le Pew? Well, I didn't even know that it was still on TV, to be honest. I had no idea Looney Tunes were relevant still because I, I don't have like kids. My friends don't have a kid. So I was just like, oh, they're still on air because I just assume a lot of things fades out. Um. I don't really, you know, obviously since I don't have kids, I don't really have like a stake in the claim. I just know that as a kid, when I saw him, I was just confused why a smelly guy was like, the, the thing wasn't about the obsession with her. It was like, you stink, you need to go take a shower. This is like really crazy. So it wasn't him coming up and kissing her on the arm so much as it was like, no, why would you need to go take a shower? Like, you need to like, you know, my mom taught me how to clean. Like, you need to go do that, man. That's what I was thinking as a kid. Um, so I never, I never, um, saw so anything other than that, but I didn't know they were still on there. Okay, I had, and then they weren't, they weren't, I mean, I loved them, but they weren't my main cartoon to watch anyway. So I don't really, look, maybe he takes a shower now he's off air. Cause that's, that's a bad stench. Uh, but I don't, I don't, it could I don't be, know, you know. The only reason why I ended up coming up because he's got, there's a movie that was, that was being remade again. Space Jam, Space yeah. Jam, yeah, yeah. And they, and they, took, him out, they took him out of there. Because then the other issue, which I thought was funny, and Kelly, I'm going to get – actually, I'm going to do a combo here with Kelly because the other funny thing was, so if you remember the bunny who was on there, and in the original movie, she had like a crop top on, like a tank top, but it was more like a crop top. Bunny. Yeah, and then the shorts. 
Now they said, oh, no, 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 no. She can't do that. It's either going to be a full uniform, like full tank or nothing whatsoever. And I thought, again, I don't remember looking at Space Jam in those kind of eyes like, wow, that bunny's really turned me on there. <laughs> I wonder how good her carrot is. No one thinks that. It's just, to me, it's utterly ridiculous. So and to me, it makes no sense that now we, it, first it was probably Le Pew, then it's the bunny. And and there's one more that's coming up too. And I've heard lately as well that they're going after some of the Monopoly pieces. So don't, I, I don't know. This world is just going completely nuts. So yeah, they're I, taking out the go to jail. Um, they're taking out three landmarks in the Monopoly game. Go to, go to jail. They get out jail free card. And the other one is like, um, Something to do with the railroads that they're saying is kind of problematic. Oh my god, yeah, this right. is like ruining my childhood. I don't like this. Me too. Yeah, it's I love ridiculous. The iron. I was always the iron. Away from me. Did you I win? Always the car. Always the car. Were you always the car? See, I like to get thimble. Yeah, that's what. Oh. See, I, and before I knew that it was a thimble, I I just thought it was like this thing you just kind of hang around with your fingers. And I would just keep it on my finger, put it on the board that way. And then my mom used to yell, "You got to put it down! Put it down! You crazy? I like this thing." Then come to find out, I knew what it was later on. But oh well, that's what ends up happening. So, uh, Kelly, then then you get the bonus one. You get Pepe Le Pew, and then the bunny as well. That people I think now they're saying that she's kind of too sexy for having a crop top. So my my take is along the same lines of Candace. I don't have kids, so I don't really have an opinion about it. Like I think maybe parents are overly protective of their child and that's what's motivating a lot of this kind of sense of security and they want to like protect their kid from seeing that kind of thing. I don't think there's much harm in a cartoon, um but like Bree said, if you don't want your kid to watch it, don't let them watch it. Yeah, it's really simple. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they're out there like killing people live on TV. It's a cartoon. Like, right. come on. Do you see you, some of the way you they can draw, control it? Do you see some of the way they draw in, in the comic books these women? Now that I said, I mean, I've seen some where the women are like here and their waist are this big and then yeah it's like, that's a problem but that's a problem. yeah but they've <laughs> always been really that way me. right exactly i mean i i sell mostly plus size clothing in my boutique um i do sell regular sizes but i sell mostly plus size clothing because my customers are mostly plus size women like me so and to be honest with you the plus size clothes i used to see outside were not we're like all of a sudden you go from oh this is really cute and you grab it in your size and you're like happened now it looks like grandma made with me grandma wore this you know what i mean i wanted to be sexy i'm, I'm not too old to be sexy i'm mean, cute and, and whatever so that's why i, I concentrate on, on plus size women but when i see the cartoons or, or comic books drawn like that i'm like really because you're 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 young you're eight year olds looking at this thinking this is how women look and you know what Take a look around your world is what I want to tell people because the average size woman does will never find one that looks like that. Yeah, and magazines do the same thing. I mean, they mm -hmm. Photoshop the hell out of women. They make them look impossibly thin, and yeah. it's just not realistic for what women look like these days. So you, we we should take care of that industry first before cartoons, if, yeah. if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Lots and, of and, lots of eating disorders have come from that. You know, it has a lot yeah. of a uh, impact oh. more than a, a little uh, skunk. But yeah. that's just it's my true. opinion. 
And it's a good point by you ladies too, because I, I, as I'm thinking about it, the question I, I don't have written down, but I just thought about it as Barbara was talking about it and, and you ladies as well. Kelly hits a good point because if you look at now, right, in, in music, how much has music changed at least a lot within the last two years as far as the people like different sizes, maybe the different cultures that we haven't seen or heard of before because now it's, you know, you don't have just uh, Indian singers over on the eastern side of the world. They're coming over on the western side because they want to be part of whatever the culture that we have over here, minus before all this stuff happened. But you look at, I mean, you have girls that are small, girls that are big, men that are small, men that are big. I, I was watching American Idol last night with uh, with Debbie, and we're as we're watching the show, I forget the guy's name. Good Lord. It was, um, and it was towards the end of the show. It was the, the black gentleman and his, and his, uh, his singing companion. They were doing duets. Oh, my God, I can't remember the name. If I remember throughout the show, I'll come back to it. They put on such an amazing performance. And if if you were to look at this gentleman, go back five years, I can bet you just because he was he's a large gentleman, he would have never, ever, ever made it in the record industry. But you would have heard his voice. So he would have been like the new Millie Vanilli. They would have used his voice on someone else's body, and they were in a lip singing. What he sang last night with his duet partner, and they they should have made it was a record. I want to say it's a it was a faster upbeat record, but both of them slowed it down so nice. I mean, they gave it an R and B smooth uh, feel to it. It was just it was ridiculous. And if I if I remember, I'll I'll try and remember later on. Or, or my producer is listening in across the room here. It, Willie Smith. Willie Smith. See, my producer heard me. Willie Spence. Sorry. So she she heard me talking about it, but. Uh, no, it, it was amazing. If you guys get a chance, look on YouTube. I know Willie Spence, the, the performance he put on last night, and he's a bigger gentleman, but man, that, that guy, he can sing, and I think he's going to be the one that's going to win it all. So he, uh, who's the, who was the first one that won American Idol? Ruben? Stuttered. There you go. Kelly Clarkson won first. Kelly Clarkson won it first. <laughs> right. and it, is woman, it is woman's history, man. Let's get that yeah. straight. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So Kelly Clarkson, but Ruben started when he won, so he's actually bigger than Ruben Stuttered. And Ruben Stuttered had an amazing voice. Don't get me wrong. This guy can blow Ruben Stuttered away. It's just amazing how he sings. So I that's just want to make that kind of quick point there. But it also, Barbara, leaving this back to you here, the childhood, and you start answering it as I had the question for it. Childhood back again when we were growing up versus what it is today. Are the parents less involved today with their kids than they were beforehand. And I'm and, and you could be a single parent, you could be, you know, married, you know, whatever. You could have you could be a widower. Is it do we see a bigger disconnect from when you were a child and we were children, the way our, our parents have brought us up to today, where it seems like uh, some of these parents are just completely disconnected from the child's life? Well, I don't have any children. I could never have any children. And um I'm going to tell you that me growing up, my mother was on my case the entire time, like for to for everything. I mean, I went everywhere with my mother, and I'll I tell this story all the time, and I I'm, I could tell it now. Just a really quick little story. When I was growing up, my and my mom and my dad went to the casino down in AC every Atlantic City every Friday night, and when I got to be 16 years old, my mother would take me and to the casino, she'd say, dress up. So I would dress all up. And she's like, just don't look at the guards, walk with us. And I always, I, I always got in with them and I always stood right next to my mother 
and she would order me a whiskey sour and, I, and she got a whiskey sour at 16 years old. I was playing. She's like, you just stay here just in case your machine hits. So I'll just move over. And I, and some lady said to her, a good friend of her said to her, I can't believe you're letting your daughter drink with you. I can't believe you're letting your daughter go to the casino at 16. And my mother turned around to them and said, well, I know where my daughter is at 16 on a Friday night. Where's yours? And it made a really wow. good, I'm going to tell you, it made such an impression on me that my mother let me have my first drink with her. That, like alcohol means nothing to me because my right. mother let me have one with her. It wasn't a big deal. It's still not a big deal. Michael, I hardly, I, if we have one a year on New Year's Eve, and even that we don't drink the whole thing, it doesn't mean anything to me. And, and I, you know, of course, you could say she started my gambling have fun and Michael and I will go and we still have fun at the casino. We love that. We're, we're, we're coming down to Miami because I have a friend, Vic, who lives in Miami and we got to visit him too. So we're going to get down there <laughs> to the Hard Rock. But, um, you know, so I, I can't answer for it. Today. The only thing I can tell you is with him being a teacher, I would love to see the parents of his students get more involved because on parent teacher night, he's lucky if he gets one parent. And he teaches a hundred children. That's so insane. It, it is. Insane. That's the only. I mean, I don't have any kids, so I can't tell you what I do. <laughs> well, so. I, I will then spin it off over there on Bree because we have, of course, the other two ladies that, that they don't have children yet, but we still can go back as far as to your childhood. But Bree, because we we were always entertained by your daughter every single time. So the last time you were on, we were entertained by her. This time we're on, it, it's the same way too. So. Your your daughter is not of age yet. We know that you're you are very involved as far as when it comes to your life. It shows because when anytime when you meet a person or even if you see a person, you can tell those who are more involved than the ones who are not. So with her being the age that she is right now and you being this involved, as she gets into her teenage years, and and let's just say maybe between your podcast or maybe just being a, a sports guru will will send you to a, a whole different place. Will you still be, I guess, more involved with her as she gets older or less involved as she gets older as she meets new friends? Oh, no, I'm always going to be here. She's she's my shadow. I'm going to be attached to her hip until she gets married and then she's somebody else's problem. But, <laughs> um, you know, right now she's at five years old. She's very, very, very independent. She doesn't want me to help her with very much. You know, she she's in this thing now where she's like, you don't have to tell me, mom. Like, I know, I know, I, I know it. You don't have to say it anymore. And I'm just like, all right, well, I'm still going to sit here and I'm still going to say it. So it's fine. Um, but I think it's really important for parents to be involved in their children's lives extensively, especially when they're young, because all they do is absorb everything that they see, everything that they hear. So you want to make sure that they're taking in the right information when they're those little sponges. And if they're not, then they're gonna, they're gonna absorb the information from somewhere else. And you don't know if that information is gonna be good or bad. Right. So I'd rather be the person who's giving her that rather than her going to school and getting information from someone else. You know, we had, um, we had an incident two weeks ago where she heard a curse word at school. Ooh. Now she's, she's five. She, she goes to daycare. Um, and the child that she heard the curse word from is actually the grandson of her babysitter. 
So when she came home and she said it, um, I was like, I know I didn't hear what I thought I did. And I didn't react. I was waiting to see if she would say it again. And she said it again. And that's when I got up and I was like, okay, like, where did you hear that from? Who, like, cause that, that kind of stuff doesn't go on in my house. I don't even play, I don't even, sorry. I don't even listen to rap music at home. Right. So it's like, there's no way this she could have heard me. that from here. Um, come here. Um, so, you know, it was, it was a long talk, lots of tears. Um, but I think it's, I think it's really important for parents to be involved. And if they're not, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming they have a, a valid reason. Um, but I am so sorry, you guys, for all this That's right, it's fine. noise. It happens, kids. That's the jam. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's real life. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, there's no tears. She's just doing it because she hears me talking to other people. So, um, She's but, probably yeah, going to go to bed really early tonight. She's going to be exhausted after this. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm hoping, I was hoping she was going to be asleep before this started, but. Um, I do the oh, same no. thing when no one pays attention to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, me growing up, my parents, I was, I'm a middle child. So my parents, I was like overlooked, you know, nobody really cared what I was doing, but my older sister, my younger sister, and then my baby brothers, they're the ones that got all the attention. So right. I kind of had to learn a lot of things for myself, but um, I, I chose not to be that way with my daughter. So She always still laugh at the end. <laughs> Legend. The laugh got me. I kind of <laughs> Like I looked at her and she just giggles. Like this is ridiculous um but yeah so it, it i think it um i think it depends on the kind of parent that you want to be when you have kids um whether or not you want to follow in your in your parents footsteps or if you want to create your own path with your with your own child right now candace do you have any siblings like a sister or brother yeah i'm the youngest sibling so i wasn't overlooked i was the one that was like getting everything and they just didn't care and i was out here being reckless but they had no idea because <laughs> everything i did was right and i was never wrong right and that was the best i have an uh, older sister and older brother uh, so okay and kelly how about you i'm the youngest of four so very much the same uh there yeah. was a lot of there were a lot of extracurriculars after school that my parents were attending to my older siblings with and i just kind of had to figure it out yes people think the that the youngest gets spoiled but we really get ignored because there's so much else that's going on but we learn the mistakes of our older siblings so that we don't do what they Thank did you. to get in trouble like they did so right. It Justice looks like we're treated sibling. better. It looks like we get treated better, but it's because we learned from their mistakes. Yes. I'm we also more adaptable. It's the there youngest group over here. Oh, there we yes. go. Yeah. Well, I, I, my next question, I'll hold off until we get Bree back. I know Bree's uh, is handling a couple of things right now. So, uh, Barbara, then uh, I'll come back to you here for a moment. You know, a lot of times, right, we hear about, like, People talk about fairy tales and uh, like a fairy tale marriage, fairy tale weddings. And so I'll, I'll kind of put your husband here on the spot as well at the moment. But you hear about fairy tale weddings. So when when you guys met and, and you know your your partner is only as strong as you are, 
And, and I'm very fortunate on that behalf as well. But your partner is only as strong as you are. Did you guys, when you first met, was it that kind of a fairy tale type feel? Or was it more like, mm, I don't know about this person? <laughs> the pause. Too much hesitation. Said it, said it all. Said it all. So I was the lead in a musical and Michael had, he had a really good part too. And anything goes the musical if anybody knows it. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I was Rena Sweeney, but we were in alternate cast. There was two different casts and I was backstage um, during, I don't, I think I maybe it was intermission and he was working backstage because his cast was off at night. Cause you had to work backstage on the night you weren't performing. So this girl who was sharing my dressing room for some reason, who was just like decided to move in because I, because I had my own dressing room, but she, she moved in. I was like, I don't care. And she asked me what, you know, she was looking for a guy. She asked me what I was looking for in a guy. And I told her and Michael was sitting outside and I didn't know it. And he was, he would come around and tell me a joke. Good positioning, then, Michael. Very you. good Appreciate positioning. <laughs> he was, he would, he would come around and tell me, we we're just talking about this. He would tell me a joke and then he'd walk away before I even had a chance to laugh every day. And then um, the final night, we had a big party, and I'm like, he kept showing up at my table, and I brought this guy with me who was obvious to anyone in the world that he wasn't playing. He he was gay. He wasn't <laughs> with me. I just brought him with me because I didn't think anybody else really liked me. But Michael thought he was my boyfriend for some reason. I don't know. Dude, I mean, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, so... Um, but he kept sitting with me. And so being the bold person that I think I'm, I'm never am, but I guess I really am. I kissed everybody on the cheek good night. And I, I laid one on him big time. Nice and then I, and I, and I, and I said, here's my number. If you're interested, you can call me. And I walked out the door and he came running after me. Six weeks later, we were engaged and oh, whoa. Uh, whoa, whoa. Yeah, we knew we wanted to get married immediately on our first date we talked wow. about getting we talked about marriage yeah wow. yeah michael we we just I, literally we talked till the sun came up in the parking lot of an outback and wow. and it, it was just it was an immediate this is it this i mean michael you chime in the most amazing thing that i'll tell you about our story is being that both of us were heavily involved in musical theater, we went through lists of shows that we had done in the past. And it turns out that both of us had been in a show together about 10 to 15 years earlier. And we were just completely at different points of our lives. I was fresh out of college. Barb was getting out of her first marriage. And it's amazing because we had actually been a group of six people who were talking outside during designated breaks for the rehearsal process. So we had actually met before, but at different points of our lives. Mm -hmm. So when we got together after anything goes, um, we had that conversation in the parking lot of the Outback Steakhouse on street road. And yeah, we did talk and until the sun came up and we laid all of our cards on the table. Yeah. And I, and I firmly remember one of the questions that I asked to Barb, was how do you feel about roller coasters? Because look, if you're going to be with someone for the rest of your lives, there's two type of people, two types of people in the world: those who love roller coasters, and me. 
Right. <laughs> so, so, so I asked her, I was like, how do you feel about roller coasters? Cause I don't know, because this, this could be a deal breaker. If she's like every summer, I got to go to every roller coaster in the tri-state area. And when she said, I get nauseous on the merry-go-round, I was like, thank goodness. This is the one Nash for me. me. And it was just I a get mess. nauseous walking down the stairs. I mean, <laughs> literally, that's it was, true. It was just a fantastic match at this point. Well, that's good. See, you get to see this is and, and one of the reasons why of having this show this evening is because the questions as you try to pertain it towards Women's History Month, because as you build relationships, it's the same exact way. I mean, obviously, again, using Candace as an example, going back years, I mean, just, you know, candidly just sending her a message on, on Twitter. And once you started working for Sean, which we both mutually we know, and I haven't seen Sean since. Holy moly. I think it's been about close to six years or so. So when Candace, the next time you talk to Sean, you see Sean, tell him I said hello because I know he's consistently busy. And, yeah. and just goes to show you how how crazy the world is. Well, if you even if you go back to Sean, Sean was let go by 97.5 The Fanatic on April Fool's Day. And a lot of us thought that it was an actual joke. Well, when the new owners came in, they got rid of a bunch of people. He was one that was let go. And that man bounced back, and he bounced back really well. So kudos to you, Sean Brace, because he he did he went through the ringer, and Lord knows he's seen worse times, but somehow or another he was able to recoup and move on. So, uh, Sean, best of luck to everything to you. We, we can also get you a free skull shaver if anybody wants to get a free razor blade. <laughs> <laughs> that's his that's his money his money sponsor right there. <laughs> skull shaver. Yeah. So wow. Well, Bree, now that you're back, so this question is for Sorry. all you ladies. So this is everybody here. Uh, the following statement, I want to know if it's true or if it's just one person's opinion. Is a woman as successful if she surrounds herself with a good team, an equal partner, great friends, or does she feel that she makes herself powerful, just her by herself? And I guess, Bree, I'll start with you. Um, I think it's important for women to surround themselves with other powerful people or other successful people, because if you don't, then you have no idea of the potential that you could have. You know, just speaking from today in my personal life, um, I had a lot of people today um, speak positively and speak purpose into my life. You know, even my daughter's dentist, we were at the dentist today. My daughter's dentist spent 10 minutes telling me how successful I'm going to be once I graduate and all of this stuff. I see this woman twice a year. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. I, I feel like it's extremely important for women to have those kinds of people around her that she trusts, that she knows will not compete with her in her own dream because, you know, women are catty, <laughs> women want what they don't have. And it's, you see that even in a lot of friendships, you could be friends with someone for 25 years and you finally find what you love to do. And all of a sudden this person's trying to do what you're doing. And it's like, but you don't even like that stuff, you know? So right. in order for a woman to be successful and to be powerful, I think she needs to surround herself with a, a good foundation of people because you know nobody can make it that far by themselves. You have to have some kind of team supporting you and helping you through the things that you don't know. Okay, Kelly. Uh, 
just to be different, because I totally agree with everything she just said, um, <laughs> the 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 way to really find your people is to have confidence in who you are. And so if you stand alone and you know your values, what you believe in, how you want to live your life, um, the people that you surround yourself with will align with that and they will elevate you um, much as what Bree just said, because I do believe that you need people like it's such an important thing to have that circle of people you can trust, whether it's family, whether it's friends. Um, but if you don't know yourself, you're lost in that. And so I guess just to have a different type of answer, it starts with you knowing who you are before you can get those people, those right people around you. Okay. Candice? Um, I would say to start with that, I guess it would be that success I, it depends on what your version of success is, right? Because everybody's idea of success is different. Right. So the, even the problem is a person successful this way or that way. So I would probably obviously agree with both of you in a sense of like, depending on what your idea of success is, then, you know, that would align with are you a person that's going to be self-fortified. You can be fortified with people. Any psychologist in the world will tell you people need people. So there's not, there's, you know, no person is an island, you know, the, the Greek quote. Um, but right. <laughs> I think that what Kelly is touching on is right. You need to be um, self-aware. You need to have, you need to find your own confidence. You don't need to use people to like, you know, like obviously um, it's best when you know your own voice because people will give you one and then they will try to take one from you. And so you can be fortified. And I think that it's true. Once you can do that and you know who you are, you know who you are as a person. People will align what you said with your vision. The way you, you know, you will find your tribe of people who are propping you up and not propping you up just because they want to get something from you because they genuinely, the best thing about finding good people is they want your success is their success, right? Right. And so when you can find those people who can, you can lean on, who can support you and a partner and your friendships, any, anywhere you can find it. Um, that's great because it's, it's a hard life and it's a hard, <laughs> sometimes it gets a hard road. And so you need people you can lean on and you also need, you know, support in other ways, whether it's um, professionally, whether it's, you know, if I mean, for all of you, all of you, you started some kind of independent business, you started some kind of project. Sometimes you might not have confidence to say, I want to, I want to make a podcast. I want to open a boutique. I want to do this. And so just having people who cheerlead for you when, and you can, you know, obviously knowing who you are, knowing your vision, but having that support is always a better choice than not having it. So that's what I would say. Barbara? Well, in personal life, I, I definitely believe it's having a partner who I would quote, use the one word that's easy. I don't, I, I know they say it takes a lot of work to, to make a good marriage, but I actually kind of found it to be the opposite. If I could be totally 100% myself mm -hmm. every which way and still have somebody that loves me no matter what that is easy to me and michael it's, it's just meant for me because um i met him right before both of my parents died they died six oh, months wow. apart um and i had a really hard time after that and without him i would have probably never made it through so i i've been through major depression and things like that um i lost my job due to due to COVID, and instead of sitting back and being um just, you know, well, here I am sitting on a couch, you know, doing nothing. I decided to start my own online boutique and I have thousands of dollars worth of clothes down here, you know, thanks to the man up there who said, 
this man and that man, um, <laughs> um, <laughs> who, who gave me the finances that I could do that and 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 uh, believe in myself. I also <laughs> continually invest in myself. I, I have I have trainers. I have business trainers who continually train me. I had my class every Tuesday at, at one o'clock, um, and it costs money, but it's it's it helps me. They build me up to where I need to be, and the confidence that that for me to get out to to the public that you know I'm not just selling clothes I'm selling myself I'm selling my story I and 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 people come in to shop with me because they know oh I know it's your birthday today happy birthday or or thank you for shopping with me you know here's a little extra something today and I always try to make every single person that comes on even though I only have a small little tribe at the moment um but I'm trying to get a bigger one just like everybody is in their podcast in their or business so I, I just try to do the best that I can, you know, with what I have, what I have to offer and saying that I'm going to have to jump off because I go on at eight oh, yeah. and, it's, sure. and it's eight. Okay. Sorry about the things. No, 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 no. I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, thank you guys. It's wonderful Love meeting all you guys. Uh, invite me nice back to the early season. Uh, I'll talk Phillies with you anytime. Okay. No problem. <laughs> thank, thank you guys. You. See right, you. Thanks, Barbara. Take care. So, well, and then the next question we're end up putting together here, I'll, I'll get the, uh, hold on, I'll get Barb out of here. There you go. And yep, she's gone. So the, so the next question, right, it, it'll hit a little bit closer to home. And when I use the word minority here, it's not used as everyone else loves to use it. And the aspect of, oh, you're Hispanic, you're black, you're minority. Now I'm talking about as far as just minority within the word itself, being if you're a small business, if you're a podcaster, um, you know, like Candace yourself, you know, being in the social culture, is it harder at being part, again, of a minority business and you ladies being podcasters as well? Is it harder because you're a woman trying to go into what people love to say into a man's world, which is, you know, whatever can be translated in that factor. But is it harder as a woman to get yourself up and running and achieve a goal versus if a man just does it and, and he has no clue what he's talking about, but he puts himself in front of a camera or in front of a microphone and spills his guts and he's more successful. So is it harder for women in minority businesses for them to come out and excel and become more professional or as professional as a male and succeed over what a male does? So I guess, uh, well, you know what? I'll start Kelly with you. So that's a, a loaded question, but I think that all of us have experienced sexism when it comes to being women that talk sports. Um, I think that's safe to say, but I'll let you guys talk for your experiences. Um, you run into a lot of people who just write you off immediately, like just because you're a woman and you could give them like one thing that's an error and they will kill you for it. Whereas they would probably not even notice a guy saying something that's incorrect. Um, so you have to be perfect at all times when it comes to your analysis of the team or what moves the team has made or cap situation, whatever the topic is of the moment, people are extra willing to scrutinize what your take is versus what they might see from a male counterpart. So from my experience, it only makes me better. Like I take it on as a challenge, like you're, challenging me to be perfect. I'm going to try to rise to the level of knowing all my stuff when I put something out there, um, trying not to 
cause any controversies or be too outlandish with my takes, but like be authentic, still be authentic. And um, I don't care if you don't support what I'm doing because then you're not for me and that's okay. Like there is so many podcasts out there. If it is, if it's not my podcast that you like, but you like somebody else's podcast, go for that. Like, I'm not forcing you to sit down and listen to me or follow me, like mute me, block me, whatever you need to do, whatever keeps you from freaking out on me on the timeline. I'm cool with. So that's kind of my take on it. Okay. Candice. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, like Kelly said, it's kind of a loaded question. I, I think across the board, it's harder for women to do a lot of things. Look at, look at the, uh, women's locker room for the NCAA tournament for they had yeah. like six weights. So the disparity is prevalent in a lot. I do know like what she's talking about where you kind of get the scrutiny. I, Joan Jett said a quote and she's like, when a, when a man says something that's true, when a woman says it, she has to prove it's true. And so a lot, when you're talking about whether you're talking about sports or whatever, you have to get some kind of like, you have to, you have to be like, you know, some verification that your point is valid. I remember even in undergrad, I used to play Madden with guys. And they would come and say, oh, you don't know how to play Madden. And I knew how to play Madden because my older brother was obsessed with Madden. And he was the best player I have ever played with. He was he called himself Go Get It. He would go get the ball just to mess me up and, and make me cry. <laughs> and I would turn his receiver on. And so I was just, like, sharp. And so what happened was they were like, oh, there's no way you know about football. There's no way you know about football. There's no way you know about video games. There's no way you know about anything, you know, formations. And I used to just 77 to nothing games on people. I used to destroy their lives. <laughs> and so, like, after that was just, like, you know, in the sense of this telling that story, it's, like, in the sense of when you're in certain landscapes, whether it's sports, whether it's whatever, whether it's the newsroom, wherever it is, um, you have to, like Kelly said, you have to be more prepared. You have to, you know, prove yourself. Even to you, if you turn on SportsCenter, right, if you turn on Fox Man on, Alex Halley is gorgeous. She's up there mm -hmm. with some guy. He, he, the optic test, right? So yeah. you, don't, mm -hmm. you just can't be a woman. You have to look good. You have to be somebody that, you know, gets attractive, everything else. You turn on CNN, you turn on another network. It's like some random guy who would never be in a romantic comedy as a love interest, but the woman across from him. And so you have to like not use it. You have to like package yourself. I'm like, what is, what's that? Uh, and so you do have a feeling of um, people are always going to be quiz quiz quizzical of you. You're going to be second guessed. But when you like, like Kelly, when you're prepared and you know your stuff, you just forge ahead. And people who don't, it's not their cup of tea. There's always other flavors out here, so you can go do that. But it's obviously it, it comes up. It comes up, you know, quite a bit. So right, that's true. So Bree, I would love to hear your take. <laughs> um, well, I, I agree with both ladies. Um, there's a lot that a woman has to do to even get recognized by people. And especially with sports and podcasting and things like that, you have you do have to package yourself a certain way to not be written off right off the bat. And you know, to Kelly's point, like you 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 have to be on your P's and Q's, your I's have to be dotted, your T's have to be crossed, like no matter what. And it it could be your own opinion. It could be something that has no relevance to an actual story. It's just how you interpret something and you get dragged for it. And from my experience, you know, I've only had my podcast maybe two years 
or so. And it's been, it was, it was hell. I'm not even going to lie. It was hell the first like year because I would talk and I would give my, you know, my opinion on games and players and things like that. And people would listen. And then I would get DMs like, you don't know what you're talking about. You never played the game. You should stay away from this. And I'm just like, well, if I could play the game, I would, but you know, growing up, it wasn't something that, you know, girls did, but that's not going to take away from me loving the game. It's not going to take away from me analyzing the game the same way any other male analyst does if he never played the sport. So it's like, if you want to sit home all day and you want to trash talk me and do X, Y, and Z, then that's fine. Like, that's just, that's what you do. But I had to learn very quickly not to let those kinds of people get under my skin. Because there were times where I was like, okay, maybe this is not something that I should do. Because all of these people are so against me and it's like, why do it? And then you have those couple of people who are like, no, you should keep doing it. Like, this is, this is unique to you. Like you need to keep going, keep going, keep going. And Mm. um, when I first started, all of the people that I talked to about podcasts were men. And they were just like, yeah, you, know, you were one of the first female sure. podcasters that I, re- I can recall. Yeah, yeah. So At least it's in like the Eagles world. Yeah, you know, and it's hard. It's Eagles Twitter is disgusting <laughs> to say to say it nicely. It's disgusting. And just to um, chime in, just to chime in, it's really a double standard. So Angel, yeah. Mike, and I, we go to trainings through Last Out Media with John Barchard. And one of the things that he has told us as men is, look, when you do your shows, you do not have to be experts. And if you've ever listened to Broad Street South, one of the things that I find very important to say is that we're just three dudes talking sports. We're not experts, but we just want to give our opinions. And it seems to be accepted as a male, that if I'm going to say, I'm no expert, but I'm going to talk about the Phillies, Flyers, Sixers, and Eagles, that it would be okay. But I would tend to think that if the three of you opened up your show by saying, well, I want to talk about the Eagles tonight. Now, I'm no expert. That the three of you would absolutely get roasted because mm-hmm. of the double standard. My favorite my favorite thing is when guys like to, to quiz. Like, oh, if you're an Eagles fan, name... <laughs> This guy, that guy, this it's guy. It's my favorite. Like, <laughs> what game, what play, what down was it? Like, how? Yeah, and I'm just like, the- dude, I wasn't even alive during that time. You weren't alive during that time. So why are you asking me about this? That is that is so true. And But see, you ladies bring up a great point, right? And, and again, so people hear this. By the way, if, if anyone's tuning in with the first hour where it's brought to you by Fans of Philly, we thank Fans of Philly again for being a major sponsor of the show. If you guys are looking to travel – Please go to fansofphilly.com. That's fansofphilly.com and put your sports package together and travel like a champion with fansofphilly.com. So we do appreciate that. Ladies, of course, I appreciate you being on tonight. But the, the point with the ladies here, and it's funny because, and I know people hear this, like, oh, my God, he's just saying it because they're, they're on, which is not true because I've said this even to my own male friends. <clears throat> it's funny that you bring up the point that, Candace, that, that a woman, if, she, if she's on TV, she can't be her, right? So if 
she just woke up in the morning, she brushed her teeth, combs her hair back a little bit and just jumps in front of the camera. Oh my God, what in the world? What is she thinking? But she dolls herself up and everybody's tuned in like, oh my God, you know, what is she saying? There's some guys that are out there and because I've heard it myself being at a sports bar and they'll look up at the TV and it's, who's that broad? What's, mm-hmm. What is she? What, what does she know? And then you'll have the other guy in the background, dude, shut up. She's hot. Who cares what she has to say? I'm like, all right, here we go. And then the conversation quickly flips around. So then if you go say something, the minute they look at you, it's like, oh, you must be gay. Yeah, that's it. I'm gay because God forbid she has her own opinion, but we'll listen to all the other God guys, forbid but- you respect women. Respect women right. enough to just <laughs> view them as a person who has an idea or opinions or like a brain. any kind of intelligence. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. But then to the flip side, right? So then if you work for for a woman and let's just say, you know, let's say she's a general manager and, and she's, she has, she's her, her goal is to make president of the company. So she's a GM and you'll have half the floor that loves the way she works. You'll have the other floor that, that hates the way that she does things, right? And that's anywhere you end up going. But again, the role of the guy is when they see her, like, oh my God, you know, I, I can't stand the way she just does things. It makes no sense. That's why guys Ooh. should be doing this and that. But she's hot. So I'll listen to what she has to say. I'm like, oh, okay. So instead of then voicing your opinion and saying, hey, by the way, you know, Lisa or Wendy, you know, whatever the, the person's name may be. Uh, so you said this in a meeting, and I kind of didn't agree with what you said. So how about we get together and figure out, like, you know, as a group, how can we say this better? No one will ever say that because, no, it's either it, – it doesn't matter. You guys be quiet because she's hot or who cares what she has to say because she's hot. So, yeah, Candice, you bring up a great point. It's just – it's a shame that's the world that we live in still today, unfortunately. Uh, but hopefully things will get better. Who knows? Uh, I think I've worked for more females in my life than I have males. I did work in one office with nothing but females. Oh my God. That's all I'll say. It was Let me just old. interject. Let me just interject one thing real quick. <clears throat> I know it's late at night. <clears throat> but even when I did sports radio like 20 years ago, some of the dumbest misinformed conversations I've ever had sports wise are with men. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's it's you know Same. I've had I've, I've had a lot of conversations with female fans that are a hell of a lot more knowledgeable than some of the some of the male fans are. So I don't care if it's a man, a woman, a dog, a cat, a mouse. If you're informed and you've got the knowledge and you have the expertise and you're prepared, it it, it shouldn't matter. But unfortunately, it's been going on since the dawn of time been going on since the Donna Sports Radio and you know these ladies are you know obviously breaking down barriers and I and I love the fact that they do what they do and it's funny Kelly was mentioning before about you know they get quizzed she had posted something on Twitter last week about I forget it was somebody well if you're a real fan name three players from the team right and I think the woman eventually said boom 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 you know, and the guy and Kelly made the point, you know, why is it that men think that they've got to quiz us every time? You know. One time somebody asked about- me that question and I named the entire roster in preseason. <laughs> it was a 90 man roster. And I was Do like, it. do you want to know who everybody is on the team? I'll tell you. And yeah. he was like. <laughs> yeah. So I think uh, and, then, and, then, and then and then they tend to shut up and go away and they don't say a word. Yeah. Yeah. 
This just happens. This just happens across the board. I remember I saw a Twitter like encounter with um, not even just with sports. This guy was ranting about the Punisher, the comic book, and the movie. He was like, "Oh, this, this, this." And so then a Twitter comes person comes on and say, "Actually, no, you missed the whole point. The Punisher, like, he lost his wife or whatever." He says, "Actually, you should go back and read it." And it was Gail Simone, and she said, "That's interesting." And she went to like her, but she wrote the Punisher, so she was like the author, all the volumes of the things I wrote, which are reciting to me. And so it was like, even then, a person who actually wrote the character has to tell to this guy, "Well, no, you missed the point." And he just didn't believe her, and he says, "Well, you miss, you miss." He didn't told her you misinterpreted the character you wrote, and I'm like, "He's never gonna, he's never gonna like, you actually didn't get your own character." I'm like, "He's like okay." Cool. I think my favorite was when she took a picture of like the comics on the uh, mm-hmm. bookshelf showing that she was the author. Like mm-hmm. her name is on all of the books. And Look he was like, congrats here. on having co- like, congrats on having um, comics. And she was right. like, I don't think you are getting you don't understand. any He this. didn't read the names on the book. He didn't see <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, he didn't get it. This. And here was an example today, Angel. I had posted something on Twitter that really got under people's skin about Tyreek Hill, or it was yesterday about Tyreek Hill not restructuring. And I posted something about making the comparison to Tom Brady. And I had some clown Twitter me back about, well, you know, he shouldn't have to, you know, he hasn't made any money off the contract yet. Why don't you have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey restructure their contracts? And I, and and like literally like four women, he, they already did. They already did. This was a guy that was just spouting off at the mouth, misinformed, and it was like, all right, how? Oh, I just, you know, what do, what do, you, what do you do? You can't say anything. It's just. Right. It's true. It is, you can, it's funny when you call somebody out on something and, and you know what, what exactly what you're talking about. And someone will still question you that the, you know, it's almost like someone telling you that this, are, are there skies outside? Are they blue? Eh, it depends. If you look at it on this light, it's maybe a hint of green. No, it's blue. But we're going to go yeah. over this debate to tell me that you see a hint of green up there in the sky. So it's just funny when you call people out on certain things at, at the debate. And God forbid it's a, a man and woman. is like, oh, let me not tell you if we can know it. That's one topic that I could say we can go on forever. But the, the next question here I'll bring up with, with, again, with all my queens here tonight, but especially – my two black queens. And I say it that way because, of course, we know that we saw last year everything that went on with this country, correct? We saw things that were good, bad, and indifferent. Are people today more reluctant to learn as far as when it comes to black lives? And I'm talking about going back into history. I'm not talking about just the present, you know, of what goes on today. Are people more susceptible now to learn what it's been like to be a black person in society, whether it be in U.S. or being overseas, and are they actually taking the te- you know like the steps now to say, you know what, maybe I do need to educate myself a little bit more and see what's going on and understand why what's happening is actually happening today. So, Candice, I'll start with you. Mm, you really got the you don't? really loaded the clip here on these questions. Um, <laughs> Uh, um, are they more? No, I don't think so. I think that I do think the world is kind of shifting to a point where I would say the desire is there, but I just don't know how authentic it might be. I mean, if you're if you're painting Black Lives Matter on your street but not doing anything with legislation or repeat things in power, you know, it's kind of like 
So I think the optics of it way more prevalent that when some, and I also think obviously when information age, so the humanity comes across, right? Like, I don't think violence has increased against people of color, but the the recording of it has, right? That right. humanizes something. So when you see it so graphically, you're like, this is so messed up. Now, that was happening 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 100 years ago. And so I think the humanity has been put in. So I will say that the humanity has been put in that as people see it and they're kind of like, this is really messed up. And they kind of want to, depending on the person, try to figure out what they can do. Um, but overall, I just don't, I just don't know. Um, hopefully that bears something different because essentially people are learning, but it's been years since George Floyd, it's been years since other deaths, the hashtags continue, right? So right. it's kind of like, where is the actual change? But so I do think that the optics are there, um, more people are listening. The action of that, we will see. Hopefully if it's 10 years from now, we're not hashtagging, we're not gonna go find me for somebody else's family for funeral services, that, that you know, that's, that's the difference I would say but I do think that you have more people who are, I would say, listening and finding, you know, looking at it and trying to find a way to, if they could make it better. Okay. Bree? Oh, I agree a hundred percent. I think that, I think there's more people listening because it's more of a topic of conversation now um, than it was before. And everything is very might have a little bit of audio. Uh Yeah, might have a little audio show with Bree. So I'm be sure she'll she'll all right. Try it again, Bree. We lost you there for a second. Okay, sorry. Um I think that a lot of these incidents are more accessible now than they were before um, with recording and, and accessing the videos and the body cam footage and, and all of that stuff. Um, people, more people are being, or are seeing these things happen instead of just hearing about it. And I think that is making people more aware and some people are looking to make their own change, whether it's putting up a Black Lives Matter sticker on their car or in their on their lawn or something like that. I think the country has to take baby steps before they can make any bigger changes than that. Um, but you know, movements always start with one person, so you never know what could happen. You know, in the next five or ten years, mm-hmm, um, right. hopefully, it's a bigger change. Um, but I mean, it's something I'm not going to hold my breath on. Yeah. Big facts. But yeah. I, I feel like it'll, it'll come eventually. Okay. And I, I want people to understand as well. So again, because I live down here in Tampa doesn't mean I forget my Philly roots. And one thing when we work together, so the, where I worked at before, I want to say at least when it came to the workforce, it was a big mixture of workforce but I want to say at least, I want to say about 50% of the workforce was black Hispanics and then a mixture of everyone else. So when I, anytime I, I would say black, everyone didn't look at me like, oh my God, I can't believe you just said that word. It was when in, in the Spanish and black community, 
a lot of us, when we see each other in the morning, what's up, black? That's like saying, what's up, family? Or you can say, what's up, fam? That's when, so when I use the word, I don't want anyone to take it out of context. Like, oh my God, I can't believe he, you know, he keeps saying that. It's just the way that when we related, when it came to work, that's what we used because that, that's how much of a tight knit group we were. Cause it was either use black cause we weren't using the other word. Cause even if you were the first person would tell you like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? So we never use the other version. The only thing that we used was exactly that. So I want everyone to, to understand that before they think uh, otherwise, but I want to say too because we can't, you know. I, I I think I'm done with a load of questions, so I won't put everybody on the on the spot here. But we'll go right. into into sure. a lightning round. Right. I was like, how do you fix the economy, Candace? I'm like, well, let's, like, you know, like, what's going on? Like, how ridiculous right now? Like, no, but uh, did anyone? By the way, did anyone watch the Grammys? Yeah, I mean, I Are watched the those? Twitter reaction to Grammys, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't watch it live, but I, I saw who won. I saw performances like on like YouTube or afterwards, but I didn't like watch it live, live. All right, so I will. Well, with the rapid questions here, then if even if you didn't see the Grammys or you did, I will go. I guess I'll start with. Uh, matter of fact, I even start with Sherman. Sherman, who's your favorite artist? Can't hear you. Um, Frank Sinatra. I know he's not alive anymore, Frank Sinatra. My pop culture knowledge nowadays is terrible, so I'll go Frank Sinatra. Okay, Kelly. Um, man, that's such a hard question. I feel right. like I should just say something super lame because it's probably the one that I listen to the most. Uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> All right, Candice. I'm a I'm a get Rihanna fan, but in line with the Grammys, my girls do a leap and Megan Thee Stallion did what they had to do, which was perform and take over <laughs> fantastic <laughs> work amazing ladies that's true and, and by the way candace and i agree on the same on, on the same yeah. top tier top tier top shelf woman right there yeah uh, as far as the performance is everything else so very true brie um my favorite artist i'm more of a r&b fan so okay. i am um i love i love neo and even like some old school artists, Jodeci, One Twelve, um, guys like that. That's mm -hmm. going back, Brian. <laughs> um, I'm a huge classic rock guy, so I go I go way back. So it'd be Pink Floyd. Okay, nice. well, it's not bad. Um, <clears throat> so when you go to dance, right? Again, these are just kind of random rapid questions here. You go out to a club, you go out to a wedding. Do you mm -hmm. dance? Or do you become the pillar in the club and just hold it up? So I'll start with Brie. Depends on how many drinks I've had before the <laughs> video. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, if I've if I've had a couple of drinks, um, I'm most definitely going to dance. Okay. Uh, if not, then I will become the pillar until I am the person who dances. Right. <laughs> Sherman. I can nurse a soda sitting at the table all night long. <laughs> all right. Kelly? I can dance, but not well. <laughs> and I will dance, and I won't do it well. Candace? Yeah, I had to get on the floor. I, had, I don't have the friends that would just let me sit there. And also, if I'm paying 20 something dollars to get into anywhere, I'm going to do something. like Because you get to these clubs, you get to these bars, depending where you go, depending where you are. If I'm paying $20, $30 to get in here, I'm on your dance floor. I'm making 
DJ request, like, no. <laughs> Get my $30 worth. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Ryan? Oh, I'm busting a move now. I'm busting out like old school stuff from way back in the day. The worm popping and locking. I mean, I'm doing all, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm going to be 53 this year. I got to get my swerve, swerve on as much as I can before my hip goes out. So. Well, I got a friend of mine. I'll tell you a quick story. And, and I'll, I'll keep him nameless just in case he's he's listening in. So I, I don't want to point him out. But so we, we, we used to go to the club beforehand. And a lot of times we listen to the new, the new music before the new music used to come out to the scene first. So we would go. And he's the type of guy that he'll – He'll get to the club, and I'll move my chair here momentarily so you guys can see it. It's probably it, – it's a bad dance, but whatever. So we would go, and he would have his first string of like, hey, man, it, you know, so-and-so's here. You know, our friends are over there. You know, your friends are over there. Why don't we go over there and dance? Like, no, no, we're not going to do it. We're not going to do it. So I would go dance with his friends. Come back. Come on, man. Let's go out there and dance. No, I'm not going to do it. So by his fourth drink, and I'll, I'll move the, the chair out of the way here momentarily so I won't end up falling over as I'm trying to do it. So – Oh my gosh, everybody listening to the audio is gonna miss this. <laughs> <laughs> so you have you have him on the on the side of the dance floor. Now you gotta remember he's he's now in his fifth drink. So now he's starting to feel good. Uh, and he'll just oh kind of do one of these numbers. He'll put his hands on his hip like okay. Yeah. Is that him dancing? No, this not even him dancing yet. <laughs> this is a this is the prep. Yeah. So oh. he'll just he'll look around like, yeah, I'm feeling Warm I'm up. feeling like, all right, dance, no, let's go dance. So he'll walk up to the dance floor. And it's like taking cinder blocks and you put them on his feet. And then it's almost like rowing a boat because all you'll see him do is. No. Okay. He, That's won't, worse. he won't. Yeah. He won't move. Okay. It's like rowing a boat or on skis. And we need to ski. get him some practice with uh, like yeah. some, some other move. You couldn't, no, you couldn't even make him practice. What song does that even go to? Uh, not a one. Beat. Make it go to any, probably. <laughs> to <laughs> every, and they're like. Teaching the Carlton, with Whitney, you're just rowing the boat like that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, you can't even do the Charleston with that one. So I, I have no See, idea. This is why it. this is why you're not a good friend. You need to tell him that, that doesn't mm-hmm. look right. I mean, you need to no, make him stop. We, <laughs> the funny thing is, though, we used to tell him, but he didn't care because by the seventh drink, he was already drunk. So it didn't matter. He just actually this is the way he ended up looking at it. So yeah, to him, it was no big deal. But I, we just, you know, I, I found it funny. I don't care. I'll go out and dance for, you know, my girlfriend and I, we, we, uh, last year we went to a wedding in Chicago. I think we may have sat down once the whole entire time in the wedding, and it was hot. I would say it was probably 104 degrees inside the barn where they got married. Mm-hmm. It was AC, but when the doors kept opening, I let out the AC. So I think all but one song we probably didn't we didn't dance to. So we're out, and, and mind you, we don't drink, so we're out on the dance floor. Um, there are standard there are standards though that everybody dances to at a wedding, like that stupid duck song. They do that when they do the the conga. I mean, uh, the the conga line. People, will, you know, they're, they're they're standards at weddings that people always do. Electric slide. Is that there you go. Yeah, that's true. That, that's it. That is true. <laughs> uh, there was an oh, so your your ideal date, right? And there's and, and I guess I'll, I, I'll minus Sherman because well you know what he can still do the ideal date as well because he is married they still from time to time do a date because just because you're married doesn't mean you can't go out on a date so your ideal date I know we have single people here in the room so I will start Sherman since you're the married one what would be your ideal date and or what was your ideal date even when you guys were were seeing each other I'm gonna keep this real short and simple my ideal date right now 
is this Friday coming up because it's the day before my spring break and I can't wait. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there you go. There so Candace? Is. Um, I would say like, I, I'm, I'm good for like a, a cooking class. I like to cook. I, I write for the infatuation. So like, I really, I find that when you're in a date with somebody and you're trying to do something together, you kind of find a lot of other personality out. I also find that when you go to like certain restaurants, you can't talk as much because you're too structured about Oh, what's the appetizers here? What's this? And so anything you can have with a real conversation to me is kind of like optimal. But I do like to cook. I'm passionate about it. So we can tie that in. We can have a good conversation. And I know the person can't cook. Then I know now what I'm working with, which is like a cereal <laughs> for breakfast. So that's always good. That's true. Kelly? Uh, usually like an activity like mini golf or bowling, something to get out, be competitive, have some fun, um, talk some shit, see how they handle it. <laughs> You know, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, Bree. Um, I I like going to sporting events. So anything where this person can see me in my element, then I like I'm good. If you can handle me screaming at <laughs> players and yelling about calls and all of that stuff, then you can handle me during sports season. That's fine. If you can't, then yeah, that's, right that's a one and done date right there. If you yeah. think I'm too loud, wait them out early. Yep. Yeah. I don't have I don't have time. I don't have time. <laughs> I, I would go to Ryan, but I think Arnold, it I think Arnold's been I don't know if he's still married or not. So uh Arnold, I'm wondering if do you still even date Arnold? No, I just go to the gym at nine, then I have a breakfast, then I go back to the gym, work out, then about three or four in the afternoon, um, have dinner. And then I go back to the gym from 7 to 10. I have a late meal, which is usually a protein shake. Get done with that. I have a I have a stogie at 12 midnight, and I go to sleep. Arnold, very, very, very interesting, Arnold. Uh, I will say before I get to my, my last two questions here. So uh, we've done this before, Mike, myself, and and Fuji, which, again, he's not here tonight because um, he is on assignment. When it comes to <laughs> – the we have this thing we called we've done before. It's called truth or story. So someone tells the story, and you tell whether it's obviously a true or a lie. So okay. before I tell the actual story, and and you guys can decipher what it is, I will start. I guess with Bree, your worst date ever. Oh boy, uh, worst date. Oh my god. Okay, so worst date ever. I went, I got asked out. Guy asked me out. Okay. And he was like, um, you know, made it seem like he had like the perfect job, all this stuff. You know, he was perfect. Um, so I'm like, okay, yeah, like we'll meet up because I didn't feel comfortable with him coming to my house. So it was like, all right, like we'll meet at this place and, you know, whatever. So we meet up, we uh, did dinner. Um, he's like, oh, do you want dessert? Sure, yeah, I'll get you know a slice of cake or something or whatever. Um, oh, do you want something to drink? Yeah, I'll get something to drink, that's fine, you know. Um, then the bill comes and it's like hundred and some odd dollars. So of course I'm not moving because it's like, you know, I, I didn't ask myself here. And he's looking at me like, 
so are you are you gonna are you gonna pay? And I was like, pay for what? Oh. I'm sorry, you didn't ask for two checks. So what am I paying for? And he was like, Oh, I don't I don't have my wallet. I left my stuff at home. I'm sorry, mm. who's the mail here? What are, what are, what, are, what are we doing? What are we doing? Um wow. so of course, like I'm not the type of person that's going to like run out on my bill. So I paid it and I'm like, okay, well, do you at least have cash to like give this person a tip because the service was really good where we went. And he was like, no, I don't. I was like, how do you put gas in your car? Like, how do you, like, how do you do all this stuff? How do you like exist? And <laughs> exactly. How did, like, how, how does this, how does this make sense? Like you're a grown ass man. How, how do you do this? And you know, after that, um, I left, I deleted his number out of my phone, the whole shebang. And, um, you know, the next day he's like, oh, hey, do you want to go do, no, no, you should probably, wait, wait, wait. you should probably so lose my number. Don't, don't. He had the nerve to see you the next day and still ask you out on another date so you can pay for it again. Yeah. That's insane. No, <laughs> like, so, I have bills to pay. I don't, I don't, I don't look at, um, I'm not, I'm not paying for another date with you. No. Good Lord. Well, if that's the case, I'm dying here. Candace's worst date. <laughs> um. Well, my worst date. I feel like it's something that happened to me. I was out on a date with, with a guy, and like, we're sitting there, and then I'm looking out the window, and I see this person in the window who sees me like this, right? And so I'm like, oh god, I think I know that guy. And so I'm sitting there talking to this guy. It's all cool, legit. And he walks. This this guy walks in. Now, preface: this is not. I've never dated this guy who walked in the restaurant. This guy is a friend of my family who was like un unstable, mentally unstable, like le legit. Like we don't know what's going on. Uh, he, he said he was like, he belonged, he's like a warrior angel, came down from the heavens, like he's legit. So he comes in there and he says, while well, I'm at the, at the table with the guy, Candace, like, why haven't you come home? We haven't opened our wedding gifts yet. So I'm like, oh my what? God, he's, this, guy's on, <laughs> this guy's on his thing right now. Like I, my mom oh, no. told me. No, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. So the guy who I'm on the date with is looking at me like, what's going on here? Like I'm not here, you know, the whole like mistress dude. And I'm like, wait, no, no, this guy. But when people are like, he was so convincing. And so he's like, no, no, I know Candace. This is her name. This is where she lives. And so when the guy knows this is true, he's like, this checks out. Like, this is your husband. Wow. I'm like, no, no. He was like, oh, we used to date. We used to date two years ago. Like this. I know where I came over to her. And so he was like, no, no. And I'm like, listen, I don't know what this guy's talking about. I do know him. <laughs> and so the guy on the date with me was completely not convinced that this was not true. He starts like cursing me out, like, oh, you're a cheater. And I'm like, like you are not to the cheaters man yeah like i'm getting like oh you're out here you're being a slut you got a husband and you probably got a kid at home I'm like wait 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 like this is a crazy person he's like well that's what a cheating woman would say and i said well maybe she would say that but also i'm saying legitimately like this is just a guy who's whatever so he pretty much walked out on me Again, he didn't pay the bill because he felt like I was a cheater. I deserved to pay the bill. And then this, the guy who was a friend of my family, he just sits down and he starts eating the dinner. He's like, oh, guess we're on a date now. And I'm like, I'm not sitting with this, with this guy. And so I uh, I paid and then I was just like, you know, um, if anybody's looking for David because he was missing, like he's at, he's at like Magiana's in Center City. Somebody should come collect him because he's out there thinking I'm going to date with him and everything else. And so the guy blocked me. I never heard from him again. He thinks I'm a cheater. I got a kid. I have. I left my husband for him. <laughs> I was going to make him into some kind of like 
I'm like, no, you're not going to be in my day. What's filing paperwork? No, this is not legitimate. If he's listening, listen, it wasn't, that was not my husband. (laughs) I can prove it. It was not my husband. I haven't haven't seen him since. Maybe when he's still married, but no. Wow. Wild times. Man, back to back good story. I tell you what, everybody better download this podcast come tomorrow morning when I drop at nine o'clock because it, this is, man, this is some good stuff. You cannot make up these stories. So two, well, Kelly, listen, it, it's a three for three. So um, you got either one that's going to cap both of them or you got one just equally as great. All right. So I had just broken up with a guy and my friend decided she was going to set me up with her boyfriend's friend. Ooh, she was I like. She was mm-hmm. like, we're going out in Philly, so we'll introduce you in a group setting so you can get to know him. So it was kind of like a group slash like duo date type situation. And I was like, okay. So we got out there. He was cute. I was like, all right, cool. So like we went off to our separate table. But um, then we went back to... And I was like, this guy's awful. Like he was like talking about like the worst things possible on a first date. Like how he like used to like not have hot water growing up and like all this like really traumatic stuff that happened to him. Like the things you don't talk about on a first date normally, like probably second date, third date material. And uh, so the girls that I was with, all of my friends from college we're just like taking shots. Like, oh my God, this guy's terrible. Like, this is not a good first date for you. And I was like, thanks. Um, <laughs> so all of my friends were really, really drunk by the time that we decided to leave Xfinity. That's where we went out, which I highly recommend not going on a first date there with all of your friends. Yeah, no, don't do that. No, it was not good. <laughs> so then... Um, my friend was really, really drunk. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get her home. And he was like, I'll come with you. I'll like see you guys home. And I was like, okay, cool. So then the two other girls and my friend's boyfriend were all left at Xfinity. We get back to the, my, my apartment in Philly and my roommate who uh, was very drunk opened the steel door on her foot and cut open the artery on her foot and was lit it was like a fountain of blood it was the worst thing i've ever seen so this guy i was paying the taxi this guy grabbed her um white sweater that i was holding for her out of my hand and started like a tourniquet on her leg and was like pressing down and it was like get an ambulance and i was like (laughs) what kind of date is this So um, I was like, you stay here because everybody else is coming back to my apartment later on tonight and they need a way in. Are you cool with that? And I will go to the hospital with her. And he was like, yeah, no problem. So he went up to the apartment. Right. And I go to the ER with her for the rest of the night. And um, my friend texted me and she said, we're coming to the hospital. And I was like, "Okay, well, um, like we're at like Drexel's hospital. I think that's I. I can't even pronounce that one, but we were like there and she like didn't respond to me. And so like two hours later after she gets stitched up, I'm like, where are they? Like they said they were coming to the hospital. Like, where are they? And then I texted the guy that I just met that night and he was like, they never came here either. And I was like, well, where are they? They never knew that we were at the hospital. She was going to the hospital for herself because they were all so drunk (laughs) that my one friend got lifted up by 
my other friend's boyfriend, right? And Ooh, like Lord. carrying her out of Xfinity. And um, some guys were like making fun of her. And the, and the guy, um, sorry, my friend's boyfriend was carrying her. So she started fighting with the guys who were like, Rass like being like aggressive towards us or the group and they punched her knocked her out mm. so she hit the ground and of course her boyfriend saw her get punched out by a guy so he dropped the girl that he was carrying on her head she got knocked out and then they knocked out the boyfriend all three of them knocked wow. out in the parking Good lot Lord. of xfinity and so basically <clears throat> me and the guy who were on the date were the only ones who didn't end up in the er Good mm -hmm. lord, man! Well, that, that's a it was a bad date. I, I, I was I like, would this think is so. Not a yeah, was, <laughs> My goodness, I was I, not expecting that at all. Sherman, no, I don't know. You, I'm wondering if Sherman's got a, a a bigger one to top that one. No, there's nothing that I can do to top that one. <laughs> I, I'm just along for the ride here in the bad date stories of our three guests tonight. But I will tell you, so I, I'll, I'll tell you my story here. I, I worked for this firm was many many years ago. So and when, when you work at a firm, the worst thing is that a lot of times you always hear office chatter. Oh, so-and-so is going out with this one. This one's going out with that one. That one, you know, she's great. This guy sucks. Whatever. So I, I was probably there not more than maybe three months. Mind you, I didn't say anything to anybody because truthfully, I, I'm a nerd. You know, I, I, I will be social with people. I'll have fun with everybody. You know, I'll try to help out as many people as I possibly can. But it, truthfully, I'm a nerd. So I'm sitting at the computer. I'm typing away. Someone comes up to me and says, hey, uh, hey Angel. Just want to let you know that there's a there's a girl that keeps talking about you, right? And every time you go over to for the coffee break, she keeps mentioning how much of a gentleman you are, you know, that you always look good and you know you put on great suits and so on and so forth. I'm like, all right, I'm not paying any mind to it. Study, typing away, doing what I have to do. And this went on for about two weeks. Finally, I said, Okay, who's a person? He's like, all right, listen, man, we're at 1015, right? Exactly 1015. That's when she comes in here. Dude, at 1015, I get the 1015 part. Come on. At 1015, she comes over there and she has coffee. At 10, 15, the, the place is right there. So I'm telling him, all right, there's about 18 women that go in there at 10, 15. He goes, dude, you, you, trust me, you, you won't miss it. You won't miss it. I'm like, all right. So I'm looking at, at, at the time at my computer desk and to the left, I can see him pass by me. So I thought, oh, it was 10, 15. So this genius not only makes it beyond obvious, but he goes right behind me. He goes, this is her right here. I'm like, Wow, thanks uh, for letting me know that that's the one that wanted to talk to me. Okay, whatever. Subtle. So five o'clock rolls around and I said, well, listen, just to you know, introduce myself here. You know, I'm Angel. I hear that, that you've been, I guess, talking about me here for a little bit. And then I just want to see if, uh, if you'd like to step out, you know, would you like to have dinner? Nothing. Silence. Like absolutely nothing. I thought, okay, maybe we're a little shy. No big deal. So I went home. Monday rolls around and there's this chatter going on inside the kitchen. I didn't pay no mind to it. By next Friday, I hear that, oh, by the way, she loved the conversation you guys had. Now I'm thinking in my head, what conversation? When I'm the only one, I asked right. one question. What conversations? So I'm like, all right, whatever. So now they tell me that she wants to go on this date. All right, no problem. I said, well, you know what? I'll, I'll you know, I, I guess I'll, if, I don't know if she wants to get picked up or not. I will pick her up. It, obviously she doesn't talk to me. She talks to you guys more than she does to me. If she doesn't want to, I will tell her the restaurant when we'll meet downtown. So I said to the restaurant, she decided to meet me downtown. So we ended up meeting downtown. Now, mind you, 
all this time I keep hearing about she's a great conversationalist. She has so much fun. You know, she dances. She does this, that, and the other. Okay. And I went along for the ride. So we get to the restaurant. Like a gentleman, pull the chair open. Have her sit down first. Then in the maitre d' comes over. Is there something I can get you this evening? So I just politely just over to her and I said, uh, would you like something to drink? Nothing. Dead silence. So it's so awkward. He looks at me and he says, by the way, uh, sir, since she, um, would you like to order something for us? I, I don't know what she likes. So how about we go with a white wine, a red wine, I guess a beer, uh, some sort of fancy cocktail and I'll have a water and I guess a wine. And he says, okay. So he walks away. So I'm looking at her and said, uh, listen, I understand it, it. I, you know, I know what it is to be nervous. I have to go up and in front of a bunch of wholesalers and talk to them a lot of times. And when I had to do it the first time, you know, I didn't know what to say. So I'm just trying to come up with generic conversation, just whatever guy comes back, brings your drinks. He goes, uh, so would you like an appetizer? So I look back over again. She's not like stone cold face, nothing. I really don't but, know where this is going. I'm so, so I'm so curious. Yeah, exactly. So she says, killing me. absolutely nothing. So now he comes back and he says, um, sir, you want to order an appetizer? And I said, sure, why not? So I ordered the appetizer. Comes back 10 minutes later, brings the appetizer, comes back and then says again, okay, um, I know she hasn't said much. I noticed that she hasn't touched any of her drinks. Um, I'm just wondering is, do you want me to order dinner? So at this point, I say, you know, can we just hold off for dinner just for a moment? Um, but I'll come see you if, if we're going to end up having dinner. He's okay, sir. And he walks away. <clears throat> so I end up saying to her, listen, if, if there's something that's making you awkward or something that's making you feel funny, could you kind of let me know? Because right now I'm not understanding what's going on here. I mean, you haven't said a word since you've come here. We've already been here for 40 minutes. And honest to God, I'm not feeling this at the moment. Nothing. Dead silence. Says, okay. This is how this is going to go. I got you. So I got up, choose myself from the table, put the napkin on the table, walked over to the maitre d'. Honest to God, two tokens and a quarter. Hand it to the maitre d'. He said, what's wrong? I said, the lady I'm sitting with, make sure she get home. This is for her. I walked out. You never figured yeah. out what the heck was going on with her? No. Oh, my God. I would be dying to know. Fast forward to Monday. On. Fast forward Monday now. Okay. Here's okay. what I hear. In the room oh that's only about 10 <laughs> feet away from me. <clears throat> oh, my God. I hear Angel is like the best when it comes to dinner. Like he orders for you. He gets drinks and an appetizer. And he even he's so caring that he doesn't even want to give you dinner because he thinks that maybe, you, you know, you might be too thin or maybe you're too fat. And he provides transportation for you on the way home. Now, I'm looking at this like, wait, provide transportation? Basically, the way I look at it, it was almost an Not insult. Again. I gave you fear yeah, to jump real. on the SEPTA bus to get home. Are you kidding me? Was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. So finally, one of the girls come up to me and said, um, so Angel, seriously, like, how's the day like? Just as the girl did to me, I just looked at her like, for a good two minutes. And finally she goes, are you here? I was like, yeah, that was the date. That was the date After yeah. that, same thing else. Now, was there truth to that story or was it a lie? That better be a lie. <laughs> I think it was... I think it was shades of truth in the story and also lies in the story, which makes it a lie. Okay. So the truth is it was an actual date. The mm -hmm. lie is I actually didn't give her two tokens and a quarter. Yeah. So that was the only thing I didn't, I didn't get to her because the way I felt was 
no offense, at that time, I was like, you're not even worth two tokens and a quarter. So the way I ended up, but I did walk out that night from the restaurant because she didn't say a word, but everything mm-hmm. else on Monday was actual truth. I don't so, understand. Me either. That I is have no the idea. craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, but that was it. And then the only other time that I, which is an actual true story. And, and again, many, 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 many years ago, many years ago. So when I, when I first started having the courage to go out and dance, it was me and the nerd herd group. Now I'm talking about this is high school years. We went out to this dance. And again, I know that, that some people, if you look good, that's fine. I got no problem with that whatsoever. But when you get to the point of beyond kind of conceited, as we're talking about like looks and everything else tonight, there's one thing, like you can be kind to someone. If you don't want to dance with somebody, just say, hey, listen, I, I don't want to dance. So, and I'll put myself on the spot here again, many years ago when I was in, in high school. So we go to dance and I, I just want to go out and dance with somebody. So I'm watching this one particular person just reject, 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 reject. But then she was making fun with her friends. And I thought, well, that's not cool. They know that we're the nerd herd. There was like 10 of us. They know we're a bunch of nerds. All we want to do is just go out there and just, you know, even if we shook our little fingers or whatever it was, just to have fun. So I figured, all right, you know what? I got a good comeback for that one. So I walk up to her and say, excuse me, uh, would you like to dance? Looked me up and down. She goes, no. Okay. So at first I gave her a sad look and started to walk away. Then I came back and said, I'm sorry. You must have misunderstood me. I say, you look fat in them pants and walked away. Only because, and it wasn't to bring her down, but just to knock her down just a notch from where she was taking my friends to. And I was like, so that's the only thing I've ever said as far as bad to a woman. But I will share that story. That one is actually the truth. But Oh, my God. <laughs> but the last question I'll ask you, ladies, is one is, who is your icon that almost makes you the person that you are today? And it, it could be someone famous. It could be your mom. It could be a relative, whomever. So, Bree, I guess I'll start with you for the last question uh, here. No. No, nope. don't start with me. Okay. <laughs> then I'll go I got to think. think. That's a little... Um, my icon I mean, is Toni Morrison, I would say. Uh, I did a lot of... I mean, I was an English lit major in, in college. It, it, it focused me a lot in a lot of writing. I love her writing, and I, I loved her... I watch a lot of her speeches just on identity, on like race and power, what it is to be a woman and what it is to be a woman of color. So I try to, you know, when she's, um, one of her quotes I quote a lot is like, if you have to feel powerful while standing on somebody else's shoulders, then like, you're not powerful, you know? So what it is to just like, you know, um, obviously like make sure you're always being respectful to people, everything else, and just understanding that when you get open a door, she also says, like, make sure you hold the door open enough for another woman to come behind you. And so I try to take a lot of those traits with me. And so I, I love her writing. She's my favorite writer. And I love a lot of things she says. So that that's definitely like a person I emulate, like my style author or anything else. So that would be it. Toni Morrison, RIP. And um, go in there. Great person. Kelly? Uh, I feel like this is a cheating answer, but it's it's an honest answer, so I guess it counts. Uh, definitely my mom. Uh, she made me a strong person, a strong-minded woman, uh, somebody who doesn't just go by what other people tell me to believe, just um, being true to who I am and who she raised me to be, which um, as the youngest was always kind of like learn from the mistakes of others and, and try to be a better person for the future. And um, she was a nurse while I was growing up. So crazy work hours, but was always there to listen to my stories and just was a 
great um, mentor for me when it came to um, building my own um, strengths and personality. So that's that's my cheat of an answer, but it's the true answer. So I guess it works. Okay. We're going we're to hold off from Bree still because she, she looks like she's still deep in thought about it. So we'll no, hold off. And, I, 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 have, I have an answer now. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my person is my grandmother. Um, she was the, we called her the glue of the family. So she was the one house that everybody came to. We had all the holiday dinners there. Um, and she was also the person that if you ever needed something, she was, she was there. She would give you the shirt off of her back. She would give you, you know, the last cup of water. She would, you know, she would give you the last bit of her food if it meant it was helping you in some way. Um, and as much as she yelled at us for a lot of the things that we did, like we liked playing cards and she was, she, she was very, very religious. So she was like, no, you're gonna get into gambling. Sorry, grandma. Um, but, you know, she, um, she instilled a lot of things in me that I didn't realize were essential until I got older. And um, a lot of the things that, or a lot of the personality traits and char characteristics that she has, I now have. And I also see those things in my daughter, which makes me really happy because my grandmother didn't get to see her. Um, she passed away before um, I had Riley. But um, when I say Riley is an old soul, it's because she reminds me of my grandmother a lot. So um, very, very thankful for her and her strength and everything that she uh, that she gave to us. Okay, Ryan, you, you unfortunately missed a question, but who's we're talking about? You, who is the icon and or role model that, that you value the most in life? My father, um, Vietnam veteran, uh, had two sick kids, you know, with me and my sister. And you know, my mother wasn't always the easiest person to get along with. Um, but the man never complained. You know, it was always, if you see somebody help him, um, he just always had, no matter what the man was going through, he could have been going through something so so bad he always just had this positivity about him and i never seen somebody that positive being through you know all the stuff that he'd been through um especially coming back from war um where a lot of guys we know all the stories about guys who come back from war and he just was one of the guys that never let it affect him um he always said if that's the worst that's going to be in life that everything else is cake and um so he just, just, just the positivity that, that, that he did. And um, he was always willing to give a shirt off somebody's back, no matter what it was. He, he always said to me, you know, like with Thanksgiving, he would always say, no matter where you are for Thanksgiving, if you're getting together with people, if you know someone's going to be alone, you better invite them over um, because nobody should be alone at any point at time, time of the year, especially around the holidays. So um, my dad. Okay. Sherman? Definitely my dad. And I'm not going to get into the long-winded story of what I could tell at this point. So I'll try to be succinct about it. There was one day where my dad was driving me somewhere. It was in the summertime. So I was wearing shorts and I had a 
bandage over my knee with dried out blood all over the place because something had happened the night before. I'm not going to get into that long-winded story right now. And my dad asked me, what happened to you? And in typical teenager fashion, I said, nothing. And my dad just accepted that. He accepted that. He knew. He knew that I had gotten into some sort of trouble the night before. But he respected my privacy. I think he understood and taught me the lesson that day that not telling the story of what actually happened is probably punishment enough because there I was sitting in my shorts with dried out blood all over my knee and a, and a bandage over it. So yeah, he's really been a driving force in my life. Uh, without him, I don't think I ever would have become a mathematics major at New York University and be a math teacher in the school district of Philadelphia. So I'm going to go my dad. Okay. Well, I will, again, it's one of those things that I will, I will, and I respect everyone as far as that, as far as was good, <clears throat> what everyone said as far as where their icons are tonight. <clears throat> this, is, this is the magic of audio. This is my mother, everyone. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great timing. That's my will, icon right there. I will say, when it, you know, it, for me, it, it's always been mom and dad. You know, even though they, they've been separated for years, but they've always been there next to each other. Um, as of recent, because when when the whole pandemic happened. The, this podcast, I've been trying to do it for about 10 years and it's, you know, with knowing the guys back home and just doing this pretty much on my own. If my girlfriend didn't give me the encouragement to say, you know what, you can do it, you know, keep, just do whatever needs to be done to get it done. And we launched it during the pandemic and, and thank God to this point, it's been at least, you know, Sherman may agree and maybe Ryan here, it, it's been successful to the point where we're happy where we've gotten to, to this day. Um, Obviously, from starting from week one, day one, between camera and audio issues, I mean, it's grown. You know, we got not a website. We're available on iTunes and Spotify and Google uh, Google Podcasts. But if if she wasn't, and that's why I said in the very beginning, as men, we can say whatever we want. We can talk the worst crap about anyone. But the strongest woman will make you the strongest man because she will believe in you as long as you believe in her. And I'm thankful and grateful to her because she puts up with, you know, and I'm at this seven days a week. Once we're done, we're on to the next thing. Sherman knows it as well. And Sherman actually are not, and, and it's not because he's here. Sherman is, he's the guy that when you talk to someone and you know, if you say something wrong and they kind of pinch you on the side, you do one of these, oh, oh my God, stop it. That's Sherman. And Sherman does it in a good way because he will make sure that he will, he'll take his little jab here and there to let you know, here's what we can do better. And that I'm thankful and grateful for when it comes to Sherman. Again, it's not because he's here. It's because of how we've built this relationship together. And as I told Kelly, because you guys don't know, we've never met as far as in person. Michael Sherman and Michael Fuji, we haven't met in person. These guys came on when it, when the whole pandemic happened. And Sherman came on when, when the show kicked off. So when it comes to my icons, it's definitely my girlfriend. She is my absolute rock for sure. And, and my family, but Sherman and his wife and, and even Ryan had, had become part of that because it's just, you build a family from just doing this. And as far as when it comes to you ladies, you ladies are definitely, I mean, just, you could be your own Beyonce's honest to God, 
because of what you ladies do to take on the challenge. Just, you know, being a woman alone for Brie, being a single mom, you know, if you are a single mom, if I'm saying that correctly. Or, no, yeah, yeah, you're right. right. So taking the time to be an apparent and, and even, you know, for, for Kelly and, and the same way with Candace, you know, you guys are siblings and looking out for your own family. Uh, Kelly, we saw your cameo appearance by your mom, but you know, we, that's the one thing you ladies have. And, and the reason why I had you back on here tonight, because again, I, I think you're well-deserved of the recognition that you probably wouldn't get from obviously Hollywood or the Oscars or the Grammys or anything else like that. So I think people need to hear these stories that you normally wouldn't be able to share on a podcast. And that's why I brought you on tonight because you three ladies, including Mrs. Burke, who God bless her because she's doing her thing with her boutique. And Sherman, if you want to plug it before I forget. Yeah, I, I definitely want to plug the boutique and I want to give the three ladies here an opportunity to plug their podcast that they have. So my wife, she runs a boutique. The name of her boutique is Burke's Boutique. If you go to burksboutique.com, it'll take you right there and give you all the information on the items that she spell that she sells. The spelling is B-U-R-K-E-S-B-O-U-T-I-Q-U-E.com. So to all the listeners out there, yeah, check out burksboutique.com. There's a fine selection of clothing. Um, I am not a woman, so I do not wear the clothing. So I can't say like, like not only am I supporter, not only am I a supporter, but I'm a customer as well. I can't say that, right? But I do support my wife 100% with it. She's actually doing her live show right now. She goes on uh, normally on Thursday nights on Facebook at 8 p.m. and Sunday nights on Facebook at 8 p.m. She's doing a special tonight, Tuesday at 8 p.m. So, Angel, thank you for giving me the opportunity to plug my wife's business. And for the three of you, I would love you to have an opportunity to plug your podcast as well so that our adoring fans can hear when they can listen to you. So, Bree, why don't we start with you? All right. Um, my podcast is Sports and Stilettos Podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at your host underscore Breezy. And you can find the show on any podcasting platform that you use. Okay. Candice? I just, just want to say all your answers put me to shame because my, if my parents listen to this or my grandmother – they're gonna be like everybody else. Their heroes, their family. <laughs> and you, you thought I was listening, I listening. And I'm like, they set me up. They all came together to set me up. I don't appreciate it. And now I gotta explain to them how my mom. Yeah, I'm not your hero. Oh yeah, okay. So I, I was holding that in. And once you all said your heroes, I said, look at this man. I'm, all, I'm out here seeing some author I never met. <laughs> well, um, to plug myself. Um, my Twitter handle is Candice, C-A-N-D-I-S-R McLean, R-M-C-L-E-A-N. And I just do uh, social and cultural stuff in um, on phillyinfluencer.com. So if you can catch me at some pit covering like a concert to covering like the the, Bar the Barnes Foundations, any kind of art shows, I'm all over the city. So you can catch me on phillyinfluencer.com for the latest events, things going on in the city, cultural, social things in the city. I also have the podcast, The Fly Zone. We're mixing uh, from the people for the people podcast, talking about news, culture, uh, music, everything going on in the city of Philadelphia. So that's where you can catch me. I love my family, by the way. Yeah, don't take that in. <laughs> We're all good people. I want to eat on things. I want to eat on Thanksgiving. So yeah, um, yeah. No. It's okay. I'm I'm quite sure they understand. Believe me, I'm quite sure, Kelly. <laughs> So you just saw my mom, so you know why I had to pick her. Clearly. <laughs> yeah. um, so. 
I'm on the Eagles Brawl podcast, so my show is the Kelly Green Show. They have several different shows on their podcast, so mine usually air on Tuesdays or Thursdays. This week, it's on Wednesday, just to change things up during the off season. Um, usually, just have a fan or a guest uh, on to talk about the Eagles and what their career path was like, all that kind of stuff. So, should be a fun uh, experience to talk to all of the new people that I have lined up at this point. So um, you can follow me at football underscore Kelly on Twitter. And um, just don't ask me to name three players. Hmm. Thank you. (laughs) Fair enough. Ryan, thank you for joining us tonight, for filling in for Mike Fuji. Once again, he is on a, uh, an assignment. It's top secret. Everybody else knows on this podcast what happened, but uh, it's top secret where he went tonight, but thank you for filling in for Mike Fuji. We do appreciate it. Yes. Thanks. And just like on a personal note before you, you wrap up here, you know, we've all come together tonight to talk about some pretty important stuff. And I go back to the original question that you asked um, about Pepe Le Pew. Um, pandemic shootings in Colorado, divided country racially, but all society wants to really talk about is Pepe Le Pew and Dr. Seuss. Yet we can all come here and have a civil, fantastic discussion amongst us to talk about real important things. But that's all society wants to talk about stuff is, is, is the lesser things that really, to be quite honest with you, really don't matter. Because I think it's kind of ridiculous that that's what we become as a society when we really should be talking about stuff like this, not just here, but across the country to get it out and discuss it. And to come together. If we can all come together here and talk about this civilly, guess what everybody else can do across the country? Yeah, that's true. Of course, my sports contributor, Michael Sherman, I thank you and thank Barbara, of course, on all of our behalfs for coming on. We appreciate it. I know she had to do her show tonight. So tell Barbara that we said thank you so much. We do appreciate it. Absolutely. My parting words of wisdom to everyone out there and the five other people who are in these squares right now. Never eat crumbs off the floor from a table that you should be sitting at. Good advice. We'll, we'll think about that one. <laughs> I like and, that. Um, Candace's family, if you are watching this tonight, she loves you. So thanks. There we we're go. Still on. There we go. We're all, as a matter of fact, I'll even come to Thanksgiving. Just make sure that, that you guys me. know. <laughs> so, but no, ladies, listen, thank you very much. And, and I'm going to find someone, by the way, to put your faces on Mount Rushmore because you ladies are my Mount Rushmore. And I thank you. I can't even, matter of fact, I can't thank you enough for what you ladies do. I mean, again, Candace. You and I going back many years and, and me still following you. We still, you know, staying in contact, watching you also grow, you know, the same way Kelly just meeting you recently, you know, but watching you as well with Eagles Brawl and, and believe me, as we all support one another, Bree, same thing. I, I'm always looking at your parlors and, and, you know, whether you're rooting on the Sixers, oh my God, whatever else is going on. It's like you can watch or a novel as it goes through <laughs> with the Twitters. So we do appreciate it. But- Thank you, ladies. Again, it is the episode three Women's National History Month, of course. And uh, we couldn't we couldn't thank these ladies enough. So thank you so much for coming out tonight. We do appreciate it. And uh, I hope everyone listens to this to the download of this podcast and you learn something new, whether it's from the girls or just life itself. We do appreciate it. So everyone, we will see you next Tuesday for episode four. Other than that, we'll see you live on Thursday night. So thank everyone. I'm Angel, and we'll talk to you later. <laughs>